You're now listening to The Electrical Current, a podcast series brought to you by the independent electrical contractors. Welcome to the IEC National Podcast Series, The Electrical Current. I'm your host for this show, IEC National CEO, Spencer Vilwalk. During this podcast series, we will talk with folks throughout America that help to make the electrical and systems contracting industry truly great. Today, our featured guest is David Kendall. David is awesome. He's the Director of Industry Affairs and IEC Platinum Partner, ABB, Electrification Products Division. He is also a code geek, which is a definite term of affection, an insightful and thoughtful industry expert, a great partner in advancing the electrical and systems skilled trades, I'm thrilled to be talking with you today, David, and would like to officially welcome you to IEC National Podcast, The Electrical Current. Spencer, thank you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I do use Code Geek affectionately. Is that is that pervasive? Um, oh, you, you, can, you absolutely. In fact, <laughs> you, you could expand upon it and you could say Code and Standards Geek. Code and, and standards geek. There we go. Yes, there we go. <laughs> because no, very, very involved with no product standards. No, yep. with the yep. um, products that ABB manufactures. Um, yep. I'm very active at NEMA, UL, mm-hmm. um, and their standards development. So yeah, to throw that in there with NFPA and sure. all the other codes and standards. Yes, definitely. Terrific, terrific. Well, good. Well, we'll let, we'll touch on on uh, on a lot of this stuff uh, as we go along in our conversation today. But let's start back, way back when. Uh, David Kendall, tell us a little bit about your your background. Where'd you grow up, and and how did you find yourself working your way into this industry? <laughs> it's interesting because no, yeah. I, I started no, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, went, went to Cleveland Heights High School, um, went to Cleveland University, or University of Cleveland State, mm-hmm. and, you know, just started studying, you know, mechanical engineering. I actually wanted to be a physicist when I first started this. I, yeah, right. I was very, right. very involved in astronomy, and, and then the math got just too hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so I, I switched over to engineering. Also, they required me to take a foreign language. Which yeah. um, I just couldn't grasp. So I was yeah. definitely a, a math person, and didn't have that other brain hemisphere that I could adopt languages. Interesting. So yeah. a, anyway, from there, you know, I actually became a mechanical engineer because I wanted to get into the mechanical or the medical mm-hmm. field. And oh, really? Design huh. design art, artificial limbs. And really? That, really? That was my real desire of what what to grow up to become. Interesting. And so I didn't get close. Yeah. <laughs> when I left college, one of the first things I had a choice, I could sit behind a drawing board or mm-hmm. I could become a sales engineer. And I decided mm-hmm. to become a sales engineer for Ghoul's Pumps out of Seneca uh-huh. Falls, New York. Okay. And my my territory was Cleveland, and it was a $3 million um, a year territory, and mm-hmm. it was all about engineered pumps um, with BP oil, with um, – uh, the energy companies um, in Cleveland with mm-hmm. stone containers, paper mills, and such. So, you know, one day I could be down in the trenches. The next day, you no, know, I'd be in a suit in a business office doing presentations. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was an interesting start. Um, through that, I, I became very um, associated with M.K. Ferguson, who was owned by Morrison Knudsen. And mm-hmm. M.K. Ferguson was an engineering design group that um, – 
focus strictly on DuPont projects. Mm-hmm. And so um, that I, I was their pump expert for projects and, you know, for the selection and design and usage of pumps to mm-hmm. make sure their facilities are very um, efficient. Huh. So yeah, yeah. That, that was my responsibility there. And then one day I just saw this attractive ad in the you know, Help Wanted page. Yeah, you know, back, yeah. Back in the day when we had Yeah, remember that. And, yeah, when yeah, the, that, those were old print on our fingers. You're right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, were, you were underneath candle lights and, yeah. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. You know? <laughs> so I, re- I answered this one ad, and it was yeah. just because it was really attractive, and it was for Carlon. And yeah, yeah. and Carlon was big into you no know, non-metallic products, raceways, outlet right. boxes, and so on. And we still see the blue boxes at you no know, Home Depot today, and you no know, through all the other um, distributors. Um, so I answered an ad, and it was actually for a different position. And when they mm-hmm. hired me, they said, "Listen, we like you, and we want you to focus on our codes and standards group." Yeah. And so that that began that whole um, chain of, of events mm-hmm. where I started working with NEMA, started working with the IEC. And back then, um, um, Carlon was, you know, had a great relationship with the IEC. We were a bronze member back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so when they, they brought me along, they, I, they, one of their big focus was to help, you know, use the mom i metallic with those other contractors, the union right. contractors. Right. So, so that was my big focus. So the, the association, the contractors, you know, became a big part of my life then. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, working with the National Electric Code, you know, mm-hmm. um, to have additional non-metallic products added to the National Electric Code um, mm-hmm. was a big feature for me, too, and, and required a lot of work. And so I've been involved with that since the 1996 National wow. Electric Code. So okay. it's it's been a, a big part of me. So yeah, yeah. in no in November of 2007, Thomas and Betts purchased um, Carlon, and so all of a sudden this non-metallic world became a mixture of non-metallics and, and metallic and products. metallics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I found myself very fortunate that you know I never badmouthed metallic products. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. always said no non-metallics were another acceptable. Um, choice for wiring methods and gave mm-hmm. the contractors a choice of yeah. what products to use. So yeah. right away from, you know, when Thomas Betts bought Carlon, I still maintained my job and was the director of industry affairs for Thomas and Betts. And they moved me from Cleveland that I spent, you know, 50 plus years there and um, moved me down to Memphis. And, you know, so it was a whole culture shock of, you know, a new place to live, new environment, um, new work and everything, but it was wow. very po- very positive, and I, I would never regret doing this. That's great. That's great. So wow. uh, along came ABB, and in 2012, they purchased mm-hmm. Thomas and Betts, mm-hmm. and then ABB's you know, portfolio of products is just absolutely amazing. That yeah. um, they're in the utilities, they're robotics, they're into um, turbocharging yeah. sh- no ships that are so on the ocean. Diverse, just uh, yeah, everything, yeah. everywhere. It, yeah, just, yeah, it's just amazing. When and they they're they're big into things like you no know, cable that lays on the floor of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and and it, it's stuff like that, and how they make that product and they extrude and put it right onto a ship, 
And then that ship goes out and lays it down in the ocean. It's a, just really amazing all the things they're capable of doing. Wow. And wow. so it introduced, you know, here we were, you know, Thomas and Beth, and now all of a sudden we're talking switch gears. We're talking electrical charging stations for buses. Yeah. Um, so wow. everything just became so much bigger. And so here I am, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the future now. Right. And, and a lot of people say, oh, aren't you ready to retire? And I'm like, nope, I'm ready to go forward. It's, well, so, yeah, it's so exciting. Like, everything that you're dealing with, everything that you're seeing, the way that the industry is changing, it's, it's a very exciting time, isn't it? Oh, it, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's terrific. That's terrific. Um, what, you, you travel a lot, don't you? I do. About 50% yeah. of my time is on the road. Right, right. Um and and uh you know and, and you're you're such a, a positive uh positive human being and, and always optimistic. Um you know, what what is it that really when you wake up in the morning, what gets you excited? You know, whether you be, you know, going to the home office uh um in, in Memphis area or, or whether you be in, in uh you know, some uh, hotel property in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. What what's it, what gets you jazz? Well, you know, the excitement comes from the unknown. So Mm -hmm. whether you're in the office that morning or you're out on the road, um, you don't know what that day is going to bring you or what challenges you might have. And I'm I'm a person that thrives on challenges, Mm -hmm. and I always call them opportunities. There's Mm -hmm. never no bad challenge or anything out there. And, you know, some of those challenges can be very small. And Mm -hmm. But what, what's even nice about the small ones is you're always helping someone. I always look at everybody as an, either an internal or an external customer. Mm-hmm. And if it's just as something as small as the interpretation of the you know, National Electric Code, that yeah. makes me feel great. If it's something where we're addressing an issue with you know, the installation of our products and there's you know issues with inspectors or whatnot, and I could get involved and help these people through this, you know, that, that makes me excited too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and then it's the relationships out there. You know, we're in a great industry. The electrical industry has some of the very finest people in it. And Absolutely. So, so when I, I'm at IEC and I'm on the trade show floor or if I'm in individual chapters or if I'm at, you know, committee meetings or I'm sitting at tables, it's that interaction. It's that interaction with um, other people, the relationships that I have. That, yeah. You know, I look forward to every yeah. day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. The people, the people in this industry are are truly remarkable. They're absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Just level, yeah, level of the complexity of everything that we deal with, and and uh, you know the, the way that they look about the at the world and and their contribution to the mm-hmm. world that we live in is is just admirable and amazing so always always fun to hang out with them too oh absolutely and, and you know and and you know me personally you yeah. know whether you're young or you're old or you're in, anywhere in between you know you're always welcome around me because you know i appreciate yeah. all everybody absolutely absolutely well i i know you're a reader david um mm. i'm i'm curious yeah what are you reading right now anything anything that uh is really Inspiring or, or, uh. Well, I, I'm not reading any novels right now. I've okay. been just sort of more wrapped up into some of the, um, you know, sciences. No, I, I still have mm-hmm. an appreciation for, you know, space, space travel, 
Yeah. Um, you know, I'd still do um read Stephen Hawking a lot, you know, really? uh, quantum, wow. quantum physics physics yeah. and so on. Yeah. And you know, that that is a little bit of me that I really enjoy, you know, participating or you know, just keeping up on. And so it, it's just a bunch of a lot of little things right now that I'm reading. That's terrific. That's yeah. terrific. So, it, yeah. so let's let's explore the great unknown space for a minute. <laughs> and and uh, it, has it been a lifelong fascination or more of a, you know an interest that you picked up along the way? I'm I'm curious. Uh, it, it is actually my mother was a you no know, she was a fan of astronomy and such. Really? Okay. With, okay. Um, you know, as a very small kid, you know, she yeah. she took me to, um, you know, where I could look through telescopes and share notebooks and images with me. And yeah. then, you know, of course, growing up with Apollo, um, you know, being a young person and watching Apollo astronauts land on the moon and so on, you know, that, that was very, you know, influenced a lot of my interest there. Yeah. And so it just always been, you know, something I've been very interested in. I actually yeah. wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger, but that, that never transpired. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Well, and you, yeah, you mentioned that, yeah, the, the mathematics got a little too hard at some too, point. Too hard. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I even think when you, you talk with Stephen Hawkins, if you could anymore, yeah. um, yeah. and the Carl Sagan's, they even tell you it gets to the point we can't do it anymore and that yeah. we're going to someday require computers with artificial intelligence to figure this issue out for us and they're going yeah. to you know, expand our ability to understand some of the math. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic and, and you know, there could even be, do you, do you think we, I mean, there's so much to explore even in the mathematics that, that mm-hmm. perhaps we'll even discover, yeah, we're going to continue to discover new formulas, new ways of looking at things, new ways to really um, and absolutely, yeah, and, what, and what's wonderful about that is, you know, that artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. it actually, you know, the byproducts of all that concept, you know, we're starting to see some of it, you know, when we talk about smart cars and yeah. um, cars yeah. that could drive themselves. And, you know, even when we look at a switchgear now, mm-hmm. um, it, it has so much communication involved with it now that it's feeding information to computer continu- no, continuously mm-hmm. and anticipation that, no, it's going to detect, no, when something goes bad well before it's going to go bad or when its efficiency isn't there anymore and, you know, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and this monitoring is going to be done all the time and you're going to actually look at your iPhone and yeah. find out, yeah. no, if everything in your plant's running the way it's supposed to. Amazing. So, so, and eventually this artificial intelligence is going to start taking over our facilities and mm-hmm. it's going to be reacting. It's going to learn from what it's experiencing mm-hmm. and be able to react, you know, without any human involvement. Right. And, right. You know, Lear- we'll, learning, learning systems and, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and even, yeah. even the terminology artificial intelligence then could come into question, right? If, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's, if it's a smart, System in which then gains its own intelligence, right? Um, and it, yeah. it could learn wow. from itself, and it could learn from its mistakes, right? And, right. You know, I'm not talking about it becoming aware. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm yes. just talking about it learning and be able to adapt. 
you know, know, when it it becomes aware of itself, then that's a whole other issue. No, that's that's science fiction that we're talking about. Yeah, application of science now. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's interesting because that that even in in you mentioned robotics is is another Mm -hmm. aspect of what ADB does, uh, as well as countless other things, Um, which then gets back to this, this. this thing you mentioned regarding prosthetics of an interest of, mm-hmm. of like creating prosthetic uh, appendages um, when you were younger. Where do you think that came from? Um, I, I'm not even sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just something, you know, and it, who knows, because maybe I was wrapped up into the $6 million man when I was young. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you, you, you saw the limbs that people had back in those days, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were basically, you know, the hook yeah. and nowadays you know they're actually fingers in their hands and they're able to grasp and you know um and they're doing it now you know they're, they're looking at ways to have actual sine waves you know from mm-hmm. the brain to be able to yeah. operate these things and yeah. and that's the stuff that interests me it wasn't to make a you know a new material for you know, the right. hook or anything it was actually right. the ability to make a functional lift Interesting, interesting. So, so that yeah, the Steve Austin, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, true, the true vision there. That's that's fascinating, David. Yeah. And that, huh. wow. So you know that was so long ago. It's hard to remember what really you know was, you know, pushing me that way. But yeah, yeah, that's neat. That's neat. That's very neat. Um, I never came close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, but again, I'm trying to make the bridge for you in, in some of the yeah. robotic stuff that that you shared with me from ABD, even that. Uh, yeah, it's it's leaning in that direction and and kind of a crossroads uh, of some of your different interests from the past mm-hmm. coming to coming to fruition. So it's, it could be, it could be. It's very interesting. Well, well, you mentioned yeah that, that robotics in in, uh, in in our world and and we're talking a little bit about technology. When you think about the electrical contracting industry, what what do you think? What what are what are trends and, and changes that we're going to see over the next three, four, oh, five okay. years? I mean, I just think about, you know, just the short term here, you know, who would have thought the LED lights the way they are today and now the controls for them and now we're talking about power over the Internet. Right. And, or not power or over the Ethernet. Ethernet, yeah, yeah. Yes, and it's, you know, it's changing constantly. It just, you know, amazes me. Um, the issue of solar voltaics, you know, mm-hmm. before too expensive, we'll never be able to do it. Now we're seeing net zero buildings and, um, you know, we're talking about Hawaii going to become completely independent and run, you know, strictly on solar. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, I think a lot of that is, you know, very exciting times. Mm-hmm. Um, the electric vehicle is another, you know, very exciting thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, for contractors, you know, all these charging stations, all the convenience of charging and stuff, you know, that they need to stay up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, energy storage is another very large thing. Tesla, you know, has proven mm-hmm. that you know the battery could maintain a lot of charge and a lot of you no know, storage, and yeah. so we're we're going to continue to move forward that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think for contractors, you know, a couple of things I see, you know, I think in the future for contractors, I think for especially larger contractors, uh, self inspection is mm-hmm. going to be one of them. You know, I think we're going to get. Huh. Now, reflection, inspection. Inspection. <laughs> so, uh, inspection. So we're going to get away from, 
the city coming out and doing drive-by inspections or some guy walking in and you no know, red tagging mm-hmm. jobs and stuff. Yeah. And for so I think we're going to start seeing larger contractors, you know, um, that have great reputations um, start inspecting themselves. Interesting. And Interesting. I, I think that that's going to be a concept in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we're going to see more and more where, you know, especially when we're training apprentices and stuff like that, um, contractors do not want to spend time, you know, here, here's how you hook up a receptacle and stuff. Mm-hmm. They expect mm-hmm. those people to know that when they're coming in. Mm-hmm. So it, it's almost like a pre-apprentice program that needs to be completed, mm-hmm. you know, where they're going to learn a lot of that stuff. Right. Also, I, I don't see even apprentices nailing outlet boxes onto studs anymore. Okay. And I'm not I'm not even sure they do today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think, you know, these people are going to become so much more advanced because, you know, it, it takes – if you open a panel board or switch gear, I don't know how they figure it all out. And mm-hmm. yet they do, wow. and their work is beautiful. And I think they're going to be focusing more on getting that done and mm-hmm. let, you know, a different trade, you know, nail up the outlet boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, wow. you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's definitely an industry that is never going to slow down, never stop, and mm-hmm. it's always going to be moving forward. And yeah. I, I think, A, the National Electric Code demonstrates that as it keeps expanding into these new mm-hmm. technologies. Right, right. Wow. So it's it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to be a contractor, I think, because you got to stay yeah. up on a lot of this stuff. And well, well, yeah, you're right. You're right, and I think that the evolution of of all the factors that we we've, we've talked about and even more, you know, have changed. You look back over the last ten years as to where we were ten years ago, even as to where what a typical job site uh, in the electrical contracting industry looks like today. Would we have been able to really fathom where we're at? And and it's. It's it's uh, at the same token virtually unfathomable to think where we're going to be ten years from now because of the oh, integration of technology, how fast technology then is, is taking place, and the intersection of everything with yeah with new products, new standards, new codes, you know different pieces in there. It's it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And, and, and new processes too. You you think yeah, how, yeah. how BIM has come along and uh, right um you know the you know, three-dimensional computers and so on, and and they're designing systems on the computer where they're saving dollars and times and everything. And so contractors are investing in these people that can sit behind a computer because they pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're also looking at a lot more prefab, you know, you know assembling products, you know, prior to getting to the job, and yeah. then they just snap them all into place and, mm-hmm. you know, so, and that's where manufacturers become very useful because we can help out on a lot of that prefab yeah. and do yeah. a lot for them. And so, when they have these prefab fab shops, you know, when they're really busy, they push the electricians out. Mm-hmm. And it, when they start slowing down a bit, they can pull electricians back in and have them right. work in prefab. So right. when they push them out, they need to turn to manufacturers to do the prefab for them. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot where ABB has helped them. Interesting, interesting. Especially, yeah, which we're we're seeing the you know continual expansion of the economy, um, and this this uh, continual skills gap issue that we have, and, and finding qualified labor that that there are other other solutions that then your your uh, solution providers like ADB can help to assist in, uh, mm-hmm. in meeting the, meeting the demands of our job sites. And and you mentioned the workforce 
no yeah. um, shortage. And, yeah. you know, ABB has been very active in, you know, with workforce development mm-hmm. and sitting down, you know, trying to figure out how not only to attract, you know, additional electricians in the field, but we need them in our facilities. We need the engineers. So there, there's a whole shortage in the market. It's just not only at the you know, apprenticeship levels. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just like IAC, um, ABB works with the National Electrical Manufacturer Association. We have a mm-hmm. very large workforce development program, which we're going to introduce more of it here in about a month, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, they're trying to address these issues. And, you know, and they're looking at, let's bring everybody to the table and yeah. figure out how we're going to do this. Instead how we're going to do it. it on our own. Right, right. We tinker in our corners, and then we all come up with different uh different intersecting and non-intersecting mm-hmm. linear lines, but if we actually come together and, and collaborate and realize that we're all, you know, we're all looking for the same eventual yeah. goals, we can get there. We can get there together. So, wow. Yeah. And so how, how do we attract these young people instead of, you know, having yeah. them um, studying no, no <laughs> right. different um, subjects in school that maybe that the trade, you know, yeah. might be something better fitted for them? Right, and, right. You know, granted, yeah. to be a contract or to be a journeyman, it, it could be very hard work, and yeah. it's meant to be. Yeah. Um, but it opens up so many doors and directions you go. You can end up working Absolutely. for a manufacturer. Right, right. And it's it's yeah, it's it's demanding, but it's it's fulfilling and and rewarding all the same. Absolutely. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you pose a great question. How do we? And that's that's the the uh, the ten thousand dollar question or. Uh, from that mm-hmm. old TV, that old TV show you know, with the pyramids, and the secret answer is uh, <laughs> well, and, well. And the question, the question is, maybe they don't even know because no, well, that's, what, that's part. What of are it. they being taught in high school? You've got to go to college, yeah. right, right, right. That's, I think that's that's the, where the cards are so much stacked, you know, in, in favor of, of a college bus mentality for a, a long period of time in our society. That that we've uh, for for uh, designed under purpose, we. We went in a direction of being able to then um, uh, prescribe a, a college or bus pathway, um, but we know then after the practice of that that it is then um, it, it doesn't round out the package of what the economy needs as far as mm-hmm. jobs, and and that helps that has helped to put us into the predicament that we're in um, of of saying we have. Uh, you know, uh, great wages, great opportunities, uh, great benefits uh, in, the, in the electrical and systems contracting industry, um, but yet it's a hard sell when when the public has been messaged too differently and when they saw something right. different from their own educational experience. Um, exactly. But uh, but I think all the same, I think that, that we're starting to wake up as as uh, as an American people and and uh, our our lawmakers and and we're starting to look at ourselves differently post recession. And, and the conversation has started, and, and the word apprenticeship has even become more of a, a household term. Yeah. Um, so I think um, you know, I think we're well on our way to being able to kind of reform our education system, uh, look at our, ourselves differently, and evolve back to the point of, of uh, being able to give uh, vocational uh, fairness, if you will, okay, just just mm-hmm. get us back onto the playing field so that there's more exposure to the opportunities within. K through 12 and and uh, and across the country that the young people can, then can make an educated decision as to where do they want to go with their lives. Is this is this for them? You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and no, I think no. It's just such a positive thing, and you know, we've seen so many be- people became successful through mm-hmm. the industry. Right. That you know, it's almost like, why didn't I take that road <laughs> when yeah. I was younger? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I I do the same thing. I, you know, I, my father was a contractor too, and I, I, uh, I chose. I I I worked for him during summers and growing up, and and even after high school, I I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and and I I uh, took the year and and worked full time uh, with this contracting business, and and uh, but then also chose that. It, I wanted to be involved within contracts, wanted to work to empower uh, contractors, um, but but yet chose uh, an academic pathway at that point too, and work on mm-hmm. um, work on a degree. And I'm I'm very happy with the choices that I made. But at, at the same token, um, you made those investments into financial aid and otherwise, in which then it's a it's a daunting. Uh, hill to be able to climb up or, or, or valley rather to be able to climb up out of. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, and, and you look at a, a traditional, uh, um, pathway of, of an apprentice electrician, for example, in which then you, you get the, you, it's a true earn and learn philosophy and, and you get the benefit of being able to then gain, um, the, the uh, practical applications of on the job training as well as then being, uh, being in school and, and, um, you don't incur that debt and, and uh, you're gaining yeah, lifelong skills that then, as you well put, David, that, that really set you forth on uh, just a, a multitude of different directions as to where oh. you can go within the industry. So. Absolutely. And I've been to enough graduations now that yeah. you know, yeah. I, I see how proud these kids are and how the, proud their families are of them. Yeah. And, you know, that they've definitely made a commitment and made a right choice and it's puts them on the road to success, I believe. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if if you had uh, the ability to be able to go back in time, if you jumped into a DeLorean with Doc Brown and the flux <laughs> capacitor was sitting behind your head, and you could go back in time to visit yourself when you were 18, say, 17, 18 years old, and you've, you've only got a minute to be able to impart some wisdom and knowledge, what do you think you'd say to yourself if given the opportunity? You know, you know, it's always an interesting question, and yeah. um, you know, what what would you say to yourself when you're younger? Um, one, I, I think I would tell myself, no, to shut up <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen more, and yeah. listen yeah. to the the yeah. people, my elders, the, my mm-hmm. bosses that were trying to tell me stuff that mm-hmm. you know when I was 18 years old, and you know I thought I knew it all, and I. Took me until I was 25 till I really realized I did know it all. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, I should have taken the time to listen more and appreciate those people. You know, I look back now, and you know, a lot of those people are past, yeah. and I, I don't have the opportunity to go and thank them for right. what they've done for me and giving me the right. direction. I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't, you know, appreciative at the time or sure. that I was a smartmouth or anything. But um, it just when I look back, I just wish I taking more time to slow everything down and listen more and spend more time with those people. Understood. Understood. That's well it's, that's and that's also in hindsight too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. we especially when we're younger we take for granted the opportunities that are afforded to us at times and, and um think that we're everything's eternal. Um 
and uh, <laughs> yeah. and 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 that but but as experience shows us life is fleeting and moments are fleeting and yeah. the opportunities to have impressions on on each other is here and now because that's the only time that we can act um, yeah. and that's that is gone in the blink of an eye or the the tick of a second so mm-hmm. fascinating fascinating well david what do you do for fun <laughs> i work <laughs> yeah, that's what I enjoy. And yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, no. Um, what I do do, I do do. Um, <laughs> I, I am a high school, an all girls high school trap coach. Is that right? And, yeah. And so I teach girls how to shoot traps with twelve yeah. inch shotguns. They're high school. They're they start when they're fourteen, mm-hmm. and hopefully they stay you no know, until they graduate and so they're eighteen, nineteen years old, and um. So we have a competitive team here in Memphis, and it competes in Western Tennessee. And you know, mm-hmm. every year, you no, know, it's a six-month thing. And yeah. so it's one of the things I enjoy very, very much. Um, you know, we we have a lot of fun. Um, the other coaches, you no, know, we've become you no know, great friends. Mm-hmm. And then the girls alone, you know, they keep me young and keep me wiser I think right, and right. um and we have a great time and I love watching how these girls become from the point of never shooting a gun in their life to shooting out of 100 targets they'll hit you know 95 targets to 100 yeah wow and, and so it's great just to watch us, these girls become better shooters than that That's and true. knowing that we were part of it and, and yeah. then to give you know these we gave something more to these girls as you know being coaches and stuff that yeah. they um have something to look back at very positively. So that's true. So what I do in fun is I go shoot shotguns. Yeah, nice, nice. That's great. That's great. Well, you're in great company within the electrical industry uh, with that as well. <laughs> yeah, favorite, favorite pastime of many. Favorite pastime. Yeah, it seems like a growing uh, event. A lot of the chapters yeah. are doing more and more of the sporting plays, and you know, it's always fun to get out there and do that. It's a great way to raise some money for the chapters too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, David, I, I can't thank you enough for, for taking time to share your story with us today. Um, it's always enjoyable and inspiring um, to talk with you, sir. Um, I also want to thank you for all, all of your commitment to, to IEC, everything that we the industry as a whole. Um, you're, you're just you're fantastic. Um, so thank you for sharing your well, story. Well, I appreciate it, Spencer. No, thanks for having the opportunity. No. Just sit here and talk for a little bit. It made my afternoon. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Well, and thank you to all of our listeners out there. This has been another installment of the IEC podcast series, The Electrical Current. You can check us out at ieci.org. And if you're interested in career opportunities within the electrical and systems industry, jump over to myelectriccareer.com. That's myelectriccareer.com to learn more and start on your path to achieve your dreams.